Welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast where we chat with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm Caroline. I'm Kyle. And I don't know what to say. What? You just, your mind's blown? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had a live performance on our podcast. Yeah, it's kind of like, a, it's more, I guess, a live demonstration, but... To get to the gist of it, this is our, I guess, our third performing arts guest we've had so far. We had uh, the uh, South Louisiana, not what was it, uh, was it, Cajun Music Pres- Preservation Society. Then we had Honk Texas, and now we have Tapestry, mm-hmm. which is a nonprofit theater here in Austin, Texas, dedicated to teaching and performing tap dance, not only in Austin but across the states and maybe and even the world. Yeah, and it's actually the only full-time professional tap dance company in the world, Which and it's here in Austin. Crazy, and also major props to our guest, Asia Gray. She is so passionate about this craft, and like most people can't get to this level of like they're passionate about something and they can't do it full-time. Like I'd love to become a full-time podcaster. That can happen for a while. But you but, never know. Yeah. But I think it's going to go <laughs> all the way, Kyle. One of these all days. the way. But somebody who has gone all the way is Asia today. And then we tapestry. can just be inspired by her. So mm-hmm. whatever anyone wants to do, listen to our Everyday Superhumans and you can be inspired. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because tap dancing, it's a form of basically an instrument. Yeah, too. I, didn't I didn't even realize that. Yeah, before the interview, I was like, okay, tap dancing. I was like, any kind of dancing as its own unique style, but still dancing. But we were schooled today. Yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. <laughs> so uh, tap dancing is basically percussion instruments on your feet mm-hmm. that's combined with dancing. It's really impressive. It really is. So, let's get to it. <laughs> Let's start back at the beginning. All right, you got it. You got it. Well, I actually have a degree in advanced acting technique from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. I spent three years up there and through that program, and I was actually working as an actress, as we used to say. And I came back to Austin for a two-week vacation, and somebody told me about an audition for a tap dance company. And I thought, well, you know, I, little, I know a little bit about tap, so let me just learn a little bit more, and I'll get more work when I go back. And uh, I auditioned, and I got in, and I thought, okay, well, let me hang out around a while. Well, that a while turned into many years because it became very popular. There weren't many tap dance companies around at the time. After getting an agent, we ended up touring all around uh, the country. In fact, we're the we were the busiest touring tap company to date. We were on the road all the time. It was a company called Austin on Tap, of all oh, things. That's yeah, weird. I read that. And uh, yeah, and uh, Deirdre, the co-founder of Tapestry Dance Company, was also part of Austin on Tap in the last year or so. And uh, while we were on tour, uh, we were on a three-month tour, and we were going, um, you know, through the Midwest at the time. And and I found out about an audition for the first creative tap residency ever held with one of the great tap pioneers. His name was Charles Honey Coles. And um, I had to make an audition tape. Mm-hmm. So I set up the filming at uh, Northwestern University. They had a camera and a crew. And I put together stuff that I was going to put on tape. And I started this audition tape and did my thing. And I got so frustrated. I don't remember what was frustrating me. But I got frustrated and I said, just forget it, forget it. And it was Deirdre that said, get back up there. You're finishing this. Mm-hmm. And so I finished the tape and um, I was chosen. There were only 15 of us chosen around the world to study with him. Wow. And it was at the Colorado Dance Festival. It was a two-week program. And it was very intense. Intensive working with his partner in crime, Brenda Buffalino, who is a very famous female tap dancer and artist. Once I did that, 
I was reminded of more of my musicality than I'd really given credit to while tap dancing in Austin on Tap. I mean, it's obviously rhythm, mm-hmm. but I'd never thought about it literally as playing a musical instrument. And I had been a drummer since I was eight years old. Oh, okay. So I grew up, I've grown up in show business. And in working with him and being reminded of that, it just opened my world. And I thought, I can't go back and do what I've been doing. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. So Deirdre and I sat down in a restaurant on uh, Pearl Street in Boulder, Colorado, and came up with the idea of Tapestry Dance Company. And uh, not only does she tap dance, but she's a modern ballet and jazz artist. And we wanted a company that was everything. But it Mm -hmm. focused on tap, but it was also modern and all these different things. So we put together, had a name, Tapestry. The name Tap is in there, but it's in gray. Uh, but it was the threads of all kinds of, of dance forms and music. And uh, we started rehearsing on the side. I was going to figure out how to leave this company. Well, the director found out we were doing stuff on the side, which, mm-hmm. bless her heart, you know, I don't blame her, but she fired me. And I don't blame her at uh, all. I would have done the same thing, but it was the best thing that could have happened. Deirdre was in the company as well. And she, the director offered, you know, the position for Deirdre to keep if she wanted it. And she said, no, I don't want to stay. And to make a long story short, Tapestry was born. We uh, brought in a dancer that I had also met in this creative residency, Fred Mortel, uh, from France. And we started rehearsing, doing our thing. And there was a theater uh, space here in town at the time called Capital City Playhouse. And there was a dance showcase. Uh, I think it was Austin Dance Fest. And uh, we premiered at Austin Dance Fest. Big hit. One thing led to another. We started getting more dancers. We started doing shows at the Paramount Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, twice a year, we started getting funding. We started, uh, we were, you know, we we founded ourselves as an as a nonprofit, and uh, which a lot of people think means you don't make money, and it shouldn't mean that. Uh, but unfortunately, sometimes it does. But what it does do is it enables you, obviously, uh, as you know, to get contributions mm-hmm. and sponsors. grants, so yeah. and sponsors. And we became very popular. We were funded by the National Endowment for the Arts, Texas Commission on the Arts, the City of Austin, and that enabled us in 1995, I believe, to become professional. Mm-hmm. Meaning, we have dancers that were paid to rehearse however many times a week per day. And uh, since then, uh, we now are the only full-time professional tap dance company in the world. What? Really? Right here in Austin, Texas. So if somebody wants to be a part of a tap company, or just like they would be part of a ballet company and get a paycheck every month, this is the only place. There's a, there's a lot of firsts in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Say, like Whole like, Foods and Alamo Draft House. And oh, yeah, Alamo Draft House is one of the yeah. best things about Austin, Texas. I know, like right? That. Right? Yeah. And, you know, because of that, I pick up dancers. I have auditions. I have dancers from all around the world. And uh, we used to be able to have eight paid professionals plus myself. Now we've had to whittle down due to funding. But mm-hmm. I usually have five to six Plus myself is seven artists from around the world. We have a season that runs from mid-August through mid-June. We have uh, three main stage concerts at the Long Center's Rollins Rollins Theater. Uh, We're a resident company at the Long Center. Um, We have usually a new show in the fall. We run it for 10 shows. We have a Nutcracker spinoff. That is an hour-long version of the Nutcracker mm-hmm. Ballet, but it's with live jazz music. The score's Ooh. been changed oh, cool. to jazz. It's all tap dancing. Do you uh, work with any of the local jazz bands around Yes, there? we yeah. do. We interviewed somebody for our first episode of the Austin show. I love uh, it. That did Haunt Texas, and she's a, like, a part of like three uh, jazz bands here in Austin. What, what, what does she play? Uh, she plays a bunch of instruments. Mm-hmm. Sousaphone, Euphonium, I think. Not Euphonium, 
trumpet. All instruments Basically, that I have heard brass of. Instrument she plays. Oh, really? What's yeah. her name? Alison Earnhardt. Harder name, for sure. Yeah, she's she's super into yeah. She's really talented. Super talented. Yeah. But we've got uh, some of the best jazz musicians. Um, in fact, Masumi Jones, who's our drummer, was voted best jazz drummer in the city. Oh. Eddie Hobazal is one of the leading piano players. Um, and Stephen is also just, or Michael Stevens is one of the best bass players here in town. They're amazing. Absolutely amazing. But the company not only does stuff locally, but we tour. We had a show called The Souls of Our Feet, which mm-hmm. was a celebration of American tap dance that was done from 2010, 2009 through 2013. We toured all around the country, including, mm-hmm. and the world, including a five-week tour of China. Oh, which was amazing, and it was also uh, a national endowments, uh, a national endowment for the arts masterpiece programs, wow. which is pretty pretty cool. So that's what we do. Wow! And do you recruit the dancers? We or have auditions. How do you? Okay. okay, we have auditions. auditions. So I have auditions here locally during our international tap festival that we have every June. Uh, it'll be June fourteenth through the eighteenth, uh, coming up this month, yeah. and uh, we also have auditions in uh, New York. So, oh wow! wow. So yeah. that's like hitting up like the de facto place of the you would think you know it's interesting because so many people go into New York to mm-hmm. dance and tap dance but the people that they can work with like teachers tend mm-hmm. to be touring or mm-hmm. teaching elsewhere so they always have subs for the classes but yeah. no there's some good dancers up there for sure there's good dancers in Chicago there's good dancers all over Europe now tap dance has really picked up a lot yeah, I don't, as somebody that doesn't know that much about tap dancing, how do you describe tap dancing as an art form? I know it's like you have clickers on your feet and you dance. It's the only two things That's I know. That's the only thing you know. Okay. So we have metal on our shoes, and um, it's just a metal steel titanium or steel plate on the bottom of our shoes held on with screws. And most people, when they think about tap dancing, they think about movie musicals, Fred Astaire, mm-hmm. Ginger Rogers, or they've seen a musical on stage that has some tap dancing in it. Tap dancing for us comes from the same place that all of that comes from, but it's more rooted in jazz tradition. So I treat, and my company treats, tap dancing like a musical instrument Mm -hmm. so not only are you playing percussion but you're playing melody Mm because every part of your foot Mm -hmm. sounds different so you can Mm -hmm. actually sing a song with your feet (laughs) how many notes can you yeah well it depends on the kind of shoes that you have but i mean if you just think about different you know we can make sound on the ball of our foot we can make Mm -hmm. sound with our heel you can do you can do the side of your heel here you can do a flat foot or pick it up off the floor or punch your toe so a bunch a bunch of different notes leads to some crazy looking dance moves too oh definitely definitely and so not only like the metal part but the other but the uh uh-huh in fact you balance really behind your tap on the on the sole of your shoe or the the uh ball of your foot yeah okay and the other wonderful aspect of that is improvisation Hmm. so those of us yeah Yeah. so those of us that are tap dancers in that realm improvise so for instance when we do our tap festival we'll have a performance at the end of it that has most of the faculty Mm -hmm. or all of the faculty and many of us will choose a jazz tune or a tune it doesn't have to be jazz and we improvise with the jazz musicians instead Mm -hmm. of doing choreography which is set so are tap shoes comfortable they should be comfortable, but if you don't spend enough money on them, they're not. Mm-hmm. And many okay. times when you go or you have somebody that wants to take tap dance, they'll go in and get a student shoe, mm-hmm. which is like a cheap shoe. So it doesn't feel as good yeah. you know, as it could. But a tap shoe should be like a comfortable pair of, of Oxfords. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And of course, you can tap dance in heels if you're a female or not. I mean, yeah. anybody yeah, can tap dance hard. in anything. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. different. It's not necessarily like, harder, but it's different. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Your balance is as well. Yeah. You're up so. high. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely would be worried about falling on my face. Well, the thing to remember is that your feet don't tap dance. Your okay. body tap dances. Oh, yeah. All right? So you're just falling on from one foot to the other or not changing weight. And then the part of your foot that you're landing on or pulling a, a sound on the floor is going to make the different sounds. So yeah. like, um, so I used to do parkour a lot. And when I yeah. did parkour, the first thing you need to do is you got to learn how to roll first. Yeah. What's the very first thing you teach your students at your uh, academy? Step. Step, like just like walking. One, one, walking except in rhythm. Okay, they're so right. It's kind of like marching band. I it is a little band, bit like so. yeah. I was actually a drum major. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was. I played sax and marching band. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. Very so fun. you know, you just you walk from one side of your foot to mm-hmm. the other, you know. But then you can do it in different sounds. Mm-hmm. And then you can make it more complicated. I mean, it doesn't just from changing from one side of your body to the other. You can even hear the mix of the rhythm a bit. I bet like uh, with like how your foot falls, you get yeah, like, yeah. Uh, to, uh, I spent like I played a musical instrument, eighth notes, kind of. Like, and the other thing that you have to learn are notes uh-huh. because yeah. we teach it like a musical instrument. Uh-huh. So you'll learn quarter notes. All right, so let's just say one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. and then you learn eighth notes, one and two and three and four and, and then syncopated mm-hmm. eighth notes, one, a two, a three, <laughs> a four. Can you do sixteenths? Oh yeah, and then you have uh-huh. triplets. <laughs> what? This is yeah. Uh, nobody can and see us. Yeah, she's performing in front of us. This is crazy. <laughs> Wait, how are and you doing that? With the sixteenth, you just hitting the foot twice, just twice as fast. Four times. Four times. Oh, where's the dig, so. brush, step, peel, dig, brush, step, peel. See, dig is like okay, digging a hole. Dig, down. brush, strike at the floor of the ball of your then, foot. Step on it. That's where your step comes in. Yeah. You got to know where you're moving, and then drop your heel. Hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so, it's like so a lot of weight proportion. It's all of. about your weight. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I teach, there's five basic dance elements that you're always doing. You're either going from one side to the other. See all that stuff I just did is just walks. They're just yeah. fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that's steps, and then you hop. Mm-hmm. It's up and down. You can do it. You know, whatever mm-hmm. part of your foot, or make it. Fancy, or jump mm-hmm. on both feet. Do you do like heel clicks? Oh yeah, it's jump on both feet. I love those. <laughs> yeah, and you make sounds. You're doing what's known as a ball change, rocking back mm-hmm. to where you already are, but it can be any part of your foot, and you can skip. Mm-hmm. And anything that we do is based on that, Sorry. based on that, and then of course changing rhythm. So you know if you're learning this, all of these different sounds. And then I'll take you through maybe just, I'll say, answer me, and I'll go. People Mm. respond. Mm. Okay? So it's all musical. You get used to music. The other thing about notes is like a lot of tap or a lot of dance teachers or dance choreographers will count everything. Mm -hmm. Well, as musicians, if you are a musician, you you know the counts. And you know where everything is, but you don't count it when you play it. You no, listen kinda, to it. Yeah, it just kind of comes. You, yeah, it comes, and you have to listen to what kind of mm-hmm. notes you're playing. Same for tap. All right. So in getting used to what I'll, I'll ask somebody, it's like, what kind of notes are you playing? What are you playing? And they'll think about it. You know, triplets or sixteenth notes, which those two can get. It's beginners; they can't feel the difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, like, uh, yeah. as a beginning musician, like I, triplets are just weird to me. They are because they're they're different than anything else. They're yeah. round. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a they're lot round. It's cyclical. Did you ever play an instrument, Caroline? 
I played guitar okay. for a little bit. A little okay, bit. I got three. Bit. I got three chords on guitar. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I have. Yeah, C, G, and E. Yep, yep. But you know, you have to know your notes. Another way to remember notes is that I'll put. Uh, I learned this from somebody a long, long time ago. It's like quarter notes are pair, 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 pair. Then you have eighth notes, apple, 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 huh. apple. Yeah. Then you have triplets. Pineapple, 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 pineapple. <laughs> oh, and you have sixteenth nice. notes. Watermelon, 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 watermelon. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you get used to what everything feels like because they're all completely different. Yeah, and uh, so you kind of develop a musical structure around exactly. it. Exactly. And you gotta feel like an instrument. It's it so is. when you do improvising. Does a jazz band you need to improvise too? Oh yeah, that's what makes so jazz jazz. So they're improvising. Uh, While we're improvising, we're improvising in your feet. exactly. Yeah, and really if they're good jazz musicians, they're listening yeah. to each other, and yeah. then they feed off you. Exactly. Too. If they're good at what they do, they don't just play the tune. Yeah, they listen to what we're doing. That's be a yeah. really cool performance too. I love it. And I saw you have a documentary online. There is a documentary that oh. was done by PBS, the PBS oh, channel. PBS, yeah. Really? If you look at, uh, go to our website tapestry.org, and it's a link right on the website, and it's a beautiful documentary. And if you go, you look. You could if you look up Tapestry Dance Company on YouTube, you'll also go back and see other documentary works that have been done on us as well. And there's some really good ones. A beautiful oh, one that was done by Matt Ryan. Company in the world. So I bet you're yeah, a lot. it's pretty cool. You know, and there's you know there's other companies that are brilliant. There's some really incredible companies out there, but they are pickup companies. So the dancers will be paid per show or per mm-hmm. rehearsal, okay. and they're not making that steady paycheck because there's some great tap dancers and so companies you out there. Exactly. 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 The ones yeah. that stay a long time, do they just go off to, like, to Broadway or whatever or something? You know, it's interesting because, you know, it depends. It's not a stepping stone to Broadway. It's really the same level work. If you want to be a serious tap dancer, very rarely are serious tap dancers on Broadway. Now, I'll take an exception to that. There was a beautiful show that was done last season called Shuffle Along, mm-hmm. um, which was choreographed by Savion Glover, who is our, one of our great tap dancers. And some of the best tap dancers... Uh, were up on stage with him or within that cast and some people that I've actually worked with in the past and students of mine. You know, it's it's different. I mean, you know, the thing about the thing about Broadway a lot of times is the style of tap dance that's used is very limiting. I mean, there's some great Broadway style tap Mm -hmm. dance out there. But if you think about tap dance like a language, like the single sounds you can create with your feet or like the ABCs, Mm -hmm. and there's patterns that we have names for and some we may make up on our own. It may be our our favorites are like words. Mm -hmm. And then you put those words together in sentences and paragraphs and you just think about it as a language mm-hmm. and then you can ask questions depending on the tone that you're just mm-hmm. like a, a musician you can ask a question with a with a, a trumpet or you can make a statement with a trumpet mm-hmm. same thing with, with tap dance a lot of times in, in Broadway there's a limited amount of those words that are used and they're mm-hmm. almost always the same kind of rhythm really it's very it can be very I, predictable I guess when I said Broadway I meant that as like a catch all for like any kind of show business thing but that's right. my limited knowledge of it Not, you know and again you know the Biggest difference in the fact that you cover nonprofit. A lot of times, the cutting edge work is done in the nonprofit arena, and the commercial theater arena most of the time does not. So they want to like, sell tickets and they want to bring yeah, back. Yeah, so they want to get that. Like, well, you're since you get donors, and I guess you have to sell tickets too. Oh yeah, you're free to experiment around a lot more. And it, you yeah. are because what happens, and it, it's happening a lot in theater in general now, is that. Theaters are only producing and presenting, not all the time, there are exceptions, producing and presenting shows that people have heard of. Nowadays, they'll even restage and bring in things that people have seen on TV. It's like, like what they're it. doing with movies, So you too. think you can dance. Goes on tour right oh. after TV. Huh. 
Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I love that. Shaping show, Sound is a company that's going to be um, at the Long Center, and it came from So You Think You Can Dance. Mm-hmm. Huh. Dancers that won So You Think You Can yeah. Dance. Mm-hmm. So very rarely... Uh, you know, the percentage of people and in, in companies that are doing new work, exploratory work, is mm-hmm. rare. And we pride ourselves on that as a company. Mm-hmm. We try to do new work, you know, so it makes a difference. Have any tap dancing crews appeared on, on like, any of those dancing competitions? Oh, shows? yeah. Like, yeah. ABDC. Some of my dancers have actually done that. Really? Went on oh, and yeah. done that. And so much of that, that stuff, you guys, is staged oh, and I bet. scripted. <laughs> and oh, it, it's amazing. You know, I mean, the one thing about tap dance, they've got a show right now called uh, World of Dance that's uh-huh. on TV. And there's going to be some tap dancing mm-hmm. on there. But if you look at the stage, the stage is rubber. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, I think it's a marley, which is a surface that many mm-hmm. dancers dance on. It's, it's a rubberized uh, flooring. But tap dancers need wood. Yeah. yeah they need noise. You want your sound to travel. You want some different levels of tone. Exactly. Now, we can get away with dancing on Masonite, which many theater companies or theater buildings have. But rubber... So you can even see on that show that the stage is bouncing. Mm. So you're not going to hear the tone and the, you know, they're going to be moving their feet fast and doing their thing. But it's, you know, when you really think about it, really good tap dance shouldn't necessarily sound like tap dancers. It should sound like music. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like good music. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's an instrument. Exactly, because it's yeah. an instrument. I never thought about that, actually. A lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't. It's really don't. interesting. Yeah, you're going to have to come see us. It's pretty It's pretty fun. It's pretty pretty nice. And I bet it's really cool being a teacher, too, like giving It is. Giving I, love, I actually love to teach. Uh, I don't know if I'll keep teaching after I don't perform anymore, because I do still perform. But mm-hmm. And my favorite is really working with beginners, mm-hmm. you know, really because if you get the tools and the basics down, mm-hmm. You can fly. It's not about just learning a fancy piece of choreography or routine, as a dance school would say. Um, it's really about seeing how people can find themselves and explore their own musicality, you know, and learn a basic language and fly. It's really, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And all the all the lessons that you learn in tap class are the lessons in life. Mm-hmm. Know what know what foot you're on. Mm-hmm. Take a step. Mm-hmm. Where's your butt? <laughs> yeah, and believe it or not, don't be afraid to fall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's also something yeah. that you learn in parkour as well. Yeah. Don't be afraid to fall. If you're afraid to fall, you're holding back. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't go there. You got to go for it. Even if it, you think it's wrong, you know, just go for it. Then you'll find out what you did. Mm-hmm. You can't be so in your head that mm-hmm. you don't dance. You got to yeah. stay present. And also, yeah. I guess like one of the biggest fears people have are people looking at them when they dance. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely one of the biggest fears. I know it took me a long time to get over that fear. Then I went to a concert, like uh, an electronic concert, for my first time. I thought I was like, nobody cares. I'm just here to have fun. They're yeah. here to have fun. Exactly. And I think that like going to like lessons like that would definitely help yeah. a lot. Exactly. Especially if you go to the dance floor and have skills on it. Yeah. Exactly. Then it'll be everybody will be looking at you. Be like, holy shit. I know, Look right? At them. Right. I'm and you know, a- some people when they learn how to tap dance, they won't. They don't necessarily, or even know it's possible, want to learn how to improvise. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of musicians don't yeah, want to improvise. Yeah. And but the opportunity is there. So just today I taught a beginning class and we worked some some basics and then I put a circle around. We went all through those notes and they had to improvise, you know, two bars all the way mm-hmm. around. Oh, I gave cool. them limitations. You could mm-hmm. only do steps and yeah. stamps, whatever. And that's how they learn where their feet are. And the more comfortable you get, the more oh, you yeah. probably don't even think about like, the, yeah. like oh, I'm improvising right. this. Yeah. You just, yeah, do you just it. sing it. You just mm-hmm. sing it. Exactly. And the biggest thing is if you can't sing it, mm-hmm. you can't do it. We uh, went to this this stand up night for uh, mm-hmm. amateur comedians mm-hmm. months ago. I think it was like the first month I moved here. Yeah, and uh, these people they weren't really the best comedians, 
but they're mm-hmm. still getting out there and telling exactly. jokes. Exactly. Yep. Laughing at them. I was laughing at them. I love it. This one guy went there and just told nothing but puns, and I love puns. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, That's I, great. I know it. You got to take yep. a risk. You just got to take that first step. And that, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You got to take that first step. Yeah. First step and you on know, stage. and it's just like Yoda said, you know, there's no such thing as try. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, it's like, go for it. You just got to do it. And you're either doing it the way you planned or you're not, but you're still doing it. Yeah. You're doing something. And uh, yeah. so if anybody does want to get into top dancing, how can they join you? Like, when does the academy start? Well, the academy runs all the time. All the time. And, yep. And tapest- uh, tapestry.org is how mm-hmm. you find out about us. And we have, like I said, all levels of tap for adults and kids. And I teach beginning tap on Thursdays at 2.30 in the afternoon and Saturdays at 9. You know, it's really cool. I guess a.m., right? A.m. Okay, yeah. 2.30 p.m. and 9, and 9 o'clock a.m. Okay. Yeah, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, the beginning class is cool because there'll be somebody that's never been there at all, mm-hmm. somebody that's been there a few weeks, somebody mm-hmm. that's been there a couple of years. They just want that, they want to go through the beginning training. And you'll hear, you know, uh, these guys may be playing quarter notes, these plays are eighth notes, and these guys are playing, you know, 16th notes. So there's a musical thing going on oh, all nice. the time, even within the class. Uh, it is. One thing that I actually been wanting to ask this entire time was uh, what's the origins of tap dancing? I. Don't know that much. Like I asked you, oh, yeah. what is tap dancing? But how did it begin? How did it begin? Well, it actually comes from a few different sources. Um, it comes from African sources of mm-hmm. African dance, uh, ring shouts and juba, which mm-hmm. uh, have been around for hundreds of years. When slaves were brought over into America, um, they were many of them were on plantations mm-hmm. or in inner cities after they were not slaves anymore. And they became uh, interconnected with Irish people who were also in, in indentured servants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Irish step dancing, ah, right, exactly, has some physical mm-hmm. things that happen in tap dancing. So from those two things and other, you know, uh, from England, there's, there's different, I mean, it's just very, you know, British Isles mm-hmm. and African uh, background. Um, they started playing around, having competitions with each other. A big thing that happened uh, in the South was slaves used to play drums, you know, in their world. Mm -hmm. And the uh, plantation owners thought that they were sending um, signals to each other to Uh, escape. So it was then uh, illegal. So they couldn't play drums anymore. So they started playing with their feet. Okay at their feet. So um, this happened, you know, through the ever since slavery. I mean, it's just happened through hundreds of years. But it really started developing as tap dancing in the 1800s. And it wasn't even called tap dancing until 1909. Okay, yeah. Like, when I think about tap dancing, I think about early 1900s, late yep. 1800s, yep. kind of Victorian Right, era. exactly. And there was no metal on their shoes until the 19th century as well. Mm -hmm. But through uh, minstrel shows, which were really popular in 1800s, which was uh, depicting slaves Mm -hmm. uh, at the plantation or plantation life, ironically played by white actors Mm -hmm. in blackface, Mm -hmm. right? And then some black actors and dancers started sneaking into the the cast because they were really good at what they did, Mm -hmm. but they still had to wear blackface. (laughs) Uh. 
So and <laughs> yeah. what's great? So minstrel shows actually went all the way until the early 1960s. Oh, believe wow. it or not, wow. 60s, and minstrel shows turned into vaudeville. Mm-hmm. All right, and then it was mixed stuff where you'd have you know singers and and fire eaters and 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 dog shows and mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. Um, and then vaudeville became the touring circuit in Broadway, and then Broadway became the movies, mm-hmm. and then the movies went back to the theater. So that's where it's come from. Huh. Yeah, wow. and the people that we what's really cool over the last thirty or forty years is really those of us that had the uh, privilege of working with the great masters that were in the movies or mm-hmm. in vaudeville. Mm-hmm. You know, people uh, that really were at the peak of tap dancing when it was the most famous in the thirties and forties, twenties, thirties, and forties. Yeah, in the fifties, fifties it was still going on a little bit, and sixties and seventies wasn't so. Wasn't good, you know. Mm-hmm. Civil rights had a lot to do with that. Many people still think that it's a black, just a black art form. So mm-hmm. I got it really early in my career. It's like you're a tap dancer, you're a girl, and you're white. Mm-hmm. It's like why are you tap dancing? And uh, but those of us that were able to work with those guys uh, and women before they passed away are really trying to share what we learned from them, mm-hmm. keep that history alive, and then expound upon it for the future. And I also understand like that. Kind of explains like the close ties to jazz as well. Exactly, jazz mm-hmm. came from the African American exactly. too. It's all the same thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's all also the same thing. You're part of the same evolutionary tree as rock and roll too. Exactly. So and you know what's funny? What do you think? Lid. What do you think the current tap dance is? What's tap dancing now? I have no idea. Hip hop. Oh yeah, I guess kind of. Uh, there's not so much. I guess there's motion in it, but. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people in the tap dancing weren't thinking about emotion. They were playing yeah. music. What's yeah. going on with hip hop? So you're. Mm-hmm. Tap dancing is both the ancestor of rock and hip hop. I love it. Yeah, I love cool. it. It's, it goes all the way through all of that stuff, and it, it's um. This entire time, whether that started like in like England or something like that. Nope, it's an American art form. Mm-hmm. It started right here. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a, a a truly indigenous American art form, and it's with jazz, with swing, mm-hmm. rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It's all the same stuff. It's all mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we always like to ask if you're a nonprofit yeah. or if you could be a superhero since our podcast is Everyday uh-huh. Superhuman. Cool. What would what superhero would you be or what superhero power would you have? Listen. And I would even go for that as the name. Yeah. Listen. Because mm-hmm. I really if we all just listened, we'd be in a better place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We'd all yeah. be in a better place. That's one thing that people don't know how to do anymore. Yep. Just listen. Shut up and just yeah. listen. Yeah. Because you really may hear something, even if you disagree with somebody. Listen to everything they have to say. Mm-hmm. Including their feet. And then clean their feet. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And it, it's, you know, it's a big one. You know, um, I always like to say that rhythm is a terrible thing to waste. You know, when, when, again, I'm working with beginners, but even people that have been tap dancing a long time, and I have them all in a room, and they start sounding like noise. Mm-hmm. Again, tap dance should sound like music. Mm-hmm. Not a, even if they're together, they can tend to sound like a middle school band. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. It's <laughs> yeah. like there's a so difference between the middle school band and, you know, when they really can feel and listen to each other. And if they're not listening to each other, which most of the time they have to learn how to do, I'll have them sing Happy Birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go... You know, I'll raise my hand and just give them that first downbeat. And they all start singing happy birthday. And we usually do happy birthday to rhythm. I don't sing mm-hmm. with them. They go all the way through happy birthday. They stay in tempo. They take the same breaths. Mm-hmm. They hold that last note the same. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, how'd you do that? And they say, we listen to each other. I say, stop. Don't stop doing that. 
Take your first step with Tapestry Dance at tapestry.org, where you can learn more all about their upcoming shows and lessons. And don't forget to dance on over to their Facebook at facebook.com slash tapestrydancecompany. Follow them on Twitter at tapestrydance and at YouTube at youtube.com slash user slash soulsfeet to check out all their amazing dance routines. If you're itching for more Tapestry, check out their documentary, Tapestry Dance Company, a vision for rhythm by typing that into the YouTube search bar, or just check our show notes for the link directly to the documentary. Are you an Austinite looking for ways to make Austin even more awesome? Look no further than EverydaySuperhumans.com, where you can learn more about the stories behind Austin's nonprofits. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SuperhumansCast. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EverydaySuperhumans. And check out our Instagram at EverydaySuperhumans. Love what we're doing? Want to support the show? You can give us a hand by rating and subscribing to Everyday Superhumans on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And if you're feeling really generous, be sure to donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash everydaysuperhumans. And remember, not every hero has to fly, so grab your cape and let's go. 